beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Zach McCoy. It's your boy Trav. And welcome to our Thursday show, Thursaysy, show where we take a look at the oeuvre of a one Oscar bridesmaid and I usually say perennial, so I threw myself off, perennial mm-hmm. Oscar bridesmaid and knower of cinema, Mr. Martin Scorsese. And what are we watching this week, Zach? This week we are watching American Boy, a profile of Stephen Prince where we get to meet some of Marty's interesting friends and learn a lot about Steven specifically. Yes, we did. (laughs) Yes, we did. Uh, Is this everybody's first time watching this? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So we can move on. There's no Oscar breakdown. So we're just going to get into talking about this 50 minute short. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) it certainly kicked off in uh, (laughs) a way I didn't expect. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> well, the hot tub, but then like the the wrestling as soon as the, Steven the wrestling, dude, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it because I was like, I didn't know Martin Scorsese had fun. You know what I mean? Like every time you see him, um, he's like in a suit. Serious? Yeah, not even just in a suit, but he's always having like meaningful film conversations and takes and you know sure you see him laugh and stuff but it's like film laugh you know what i mean like if you're in the know type of stuff um he was just wrestling with his boy you know what i mean i was like dude this is awesome what's the thing he did with fran lebowitz on netflix i don't even know who that is oh it's so good i i pretend it's a city it's if you want to see martin scorsese have some fun watch him talk to fran lebowitz okay yeah um, but even before that, you know, we watched on YouTube for free, but it was a cut from when they show this on TCM, Turner Classic Movies, mm-hmm. and they had that little sit down with Martin Scorsese. And this is what I'm talking about. He's always having these serious conversations about film and he's talking about this film like it's a real film or something. The way he's talking about, you know, we use we use what we did on Taxi Driver you know, for this shot and all this stuff. I'm like, dude, it's just a con. It's an interview, bro. It's, I mean, like, Mike, it's not that deep. He brings in Michael Chapman to be DP. So. Dude, <laughs> the budget was 150 driver. grand. <laughs> to do what? Probably to a talk, lot of the editing of this old dude about being strung out. <laughs> yeah, again, they had a full crew. He had a professional director of photography. Like, this, I, I could... I could see this costing some money. 150 is wild, but yeah. I guess they talked to him for hours, so they had a lot of people to pay salary on. Which is crazy because we only got like 50 minutes. Yeah, I wonder if that. I mean, I didn't look at the budget or anything. I wonder if, like, you know, that include paying Neil Young or whatever for that's yeah, probably music. They use oh yeah, for sure. Huh. The the best part is, um, you know, they had two people write the treatment. And, like, get this thing together. Mm. And it's like, bro, like, they did more prepping for a conversation this dude than Barbara Walters has for, like, the president (laughs) stuff, dude. Like, the amount of effort that went into talking to this dude blows my mind. Yeah, so apparently uh, Mardik Martin and the other writer whose name is not hitting me right now. Martin Martin and Margot Martindale. Margot Martindale. Oh, character actress Margo Martindale. Yep, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently they were just given a bunch of uh, a bunch of like talking points that mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese had asked Prince to write down. He was like, 
I want you to tell a bunch of stories and let me know what stories you're going to tell, at least like notes. Right. And then he had uh, Marduk Martin and other writer I'm trying to get to the IMDb page, but it's not wanting to let me go. Um, just kind of Julia Cameron. Is that Julia Cameron? Thank you. Um, yeah. He apparently had them just kind of rearrange them into a kind of a story order. Yeah. Uh-huh. And now you definitely get that feel. It's like a campfire situation mm-hmm. where, you know, old guys dropping story about his life type yeah. stuff, except this man isn't old. <laughs> And he's lived fucking four lives already. So, right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're, uh, I don't even know where do we kind of begin with this. I'm kind of getting the vibe that you guys weren't super into this. Or... Oh, I love this. Oh, this okay. oh, man, I love this so much. <laughs> it, it, to me, it was a lot more interesting than I expected. Because... 1,000%. 1,000%. Like... When this dude starts just talking about like having shot people and <laughs> and the kid being electrocuted, yeah. And... Oh god, and he he really didn't want to tell that story. They forced that out of him. Oh yeah. yeah, I I just loved how many of the stories, these horrible stories he's telling, like would end and they would just leave the shot on him and his face would drop and he's like, I just said <laughs> that on camera. Yeah, and then he just it honestly tells was another sad. story. <laughs> It was sad, honestly. I I really felt kind of for the guy. Uh, And I don't say this in shame of anybody, you know, any sort of body shame or I don't even know what you say that. But, dude, when I see stuff from back in the day, I'm like, people were just not attractive back in the day, (laughs) too. Because this whole cast of characters is an ugly fucking bunch, dude. (laughs) Just bad. I mean, this dude's teeth is... Not yellow, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had what's his name? Was that Hoffman? No, uh, Dustin. No, no. Okay, uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but I know it wasn't him. It looked like uh, Dustin. So, Hoffman. so the house that they're at was George Mimeli. Memel Memoli. Okay, Mimoli. I don't know who that is. Who was? Oh, is that the guy that looks like Dustin Hoffman? I don't know if that's the guy who looks like Dustin Hoffman. He was the. The guy, Probably the heavier like, guy that wrestled with him, and I don't know. He was he was the uh, <laughs> he was the bartender from Mean Streets. Okay, yeah, the yeah. The one they call a mook. Mm. No, I, I think that was him then. Okay. Um, I think maybe the one that looked like Dustin Hoffman might have been Marduk Martin. Okay. Well, I, uh, I'll have to Google that guy, see what he looks like, and I'll, I'll let you know. I'll ask up front if I don't know if if you know Paul. Did, did Stephen Prince still alive, or did he die? Or okay. So I read a whole a whole article on Stephen Prince okay. from like a year or two ago. Oh. Not only is he was he still alive when this article was written, but he had a 20-month-old child. <laughs> so he's having a babies in his 70s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Like honestly, from watching this, I'm not shocked to yeah. be quite frank with you. <laughs> yeah. Also, okay. I found also I found out he was apparently living in the house where the Wonderland murders took place. Whoa! When was this article written? Uh, I I tried to get back to the article, but this is a recent article. Like it's a very the, recent article. Okay, that's my. Uh, it was in the New Yorker last year, July seventh, twenty twenty. And this man's just. 
living in haunted houses, nutting it up. Well, he's not. Li- he's not living in the haunted house now. He was living in the Wonderland house right before the murders happened. Oh, okay. Wow. Hmm. I was wondering for a second. You know, obviously, I'm not saying this in a judgmental sense because I, I was just curious at the time if he was actually gay or not, if or if he was just using that story that he told to get out of the military and um and homophobically like offend somebody ways, else. Bro. I was going to say, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was just on some sexual spectrum. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, especially when you're getting drugs involved and pleasure, right. and it's just like, if it feels good, it feels good. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't discriminate against and, it. So. Yeah, and apparently him and Marty and Robbie Robertson of the band are all just in this house together doing coke and who knows what the fuck else. <laughs> yeah. This is crazy, bro, because Again, I only know old Marty. So when we're reliving all this stuff of Marty back in the day, I'm like, this man ain't the man that you see now. You know what I mean? All cleaned up and re- refined. And he, yeah. but then again, it was this, I hate to say it was the 70s or whatever, but I'm yeah. sure he's, it's probably the norm what they're doing. You yeah. know? And I mean, you got to think this man is in college in the 60s he, right. he's at woodstock and right. then the 70s just kick off and he becomes kind of famous yeah. so. right but he's you know he he's still concerned about the spilling of the pepsi cola you gotta clean that up you know so. yeah yeah <laughs> you could tell he suffers from some mental illnesses like severe ocd and different mm-hmm. things now i'll say this it's obviously not as wholesome as the documentary with his parents but I enjoyed this a hell of a lot more. Um, the stories just really wrapped you in. Like yeah. you wanted to listen. <laughs> you, I wanted to listen and stare at his teeth. I couldn't stop staring at his teeth, dude. They were so yellow. <laughs> I just couldn't stop staring at his teeth. I just kept looking at this guy and thought to myself, I want to, I want to write a movie about him and cast a uh, former or past guest of the podcast joe tapia as him in this movie because they look so much alike hmm. well, well send my best to joe <laughs> i mean joe's We've been sit- i've been sitting here joe's trashing this is guy yellow. joe is the uh, the healthy uh glowing yeah. version hmm. <laughs> if if huh. the twin joe brother that's successful of, yeah if joe had done a bunch of heroin and done so much heroin that neil diamond had to step in and be like do you need to go to rehab <laughs> hey what a stand-up guy neil diamond is though he could just fired his ass yeah that's for sure yeah i guess i'm warming up to neil a little bit because <laughs> neil diamond is a national treasure zachary mccoy i don't have anything against him personally i just never cared for his music much but oh okay you know, give, I another, did, I didn't know, give another shot i didn't know if um he had uh done something nah. recently or something no so, uh, you just don't like his music the only negative thing i ever heard about him was maybe he was a little arrogant but you know most artists can be yeah i mean you're famous yeah. and you're an well, artist well next this next week on the pod is 1980 so you can always watch the jazz singer remake okay yeah, i might <laughs> with him and him and Lawrence olivier as his father oh hmm. Hmm. well you know, I was just uh, obviously we got the story that he tells that's used in pulp fi- pulp fiction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I was looking at the notes here. 
the gas station story is used in Waking Life, and I just watched that for the first time last year. So yeah, it, it's awesome. Like to look back at this after having seen the movies that have referenced his stories and. Apparently, he just disappeared as a human being after the Wonderland murders. It didn't really surface until he was in Waking Life. Wow. Okay. That was actually him in Waking Life? Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Now I thought some, maybe somebody else was t- telling a story. At least I um, think it's him. Yeah. Probably that's... is. It's usually the people telling the story. Yeah, stories. he's on the casting list. So yep, He's right there. So you see, like, New York, New York, 1977, Waking Life 2001. <laughs> Damn. I don't know. You know, it's just a weird cast of characters, crazy stories that this man has. And uh, I I was entertained. Yeah. He was just such an interesting individual. Yeah. I thought for sure this was going to be boring, you know, garbage <laughs> yeah. last week when we talked about it. I'm like, dude, who cares about, you know, some heroin addict dude telling his stories? And then I'm like... Tell me more stories. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this only 55 minutes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, oh, and I think my favorite story out of all of them was the story of him getting the one guy progressively drunker while mm-hmm. they're on the boat. But he didn't know sand. that he was, you know, an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. they, they hit the sandbar. Oh, it's so good. I I really love when he was talking about his aunt and he was like, she's a ball buster. And... <laughs> Martin loses his shit, dude. He is dying laughing. And it made me laugh because I'm like, it wasn't even that funny. Like, he's just calling her a ball buster. But for some reason, it had Marty cracking up. It's probably that cocaine that he was on. You know, he thought it was extra funny. I mean, but but apparently Marty's been hanging out with him for about 10 years at this point. So he's probably heard all the stories about his aunt. And Uh just hearing that come out of his mouth is just like instant trigger for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, she is a ball buster. <laughs> Busting my balls time to Aunt Betty. <laughs> it's a short little thing, but it's it's sad. But I don't know, you know, the intersecting shots of him as a as a baby in the home home videos. Damn these these people with their home videos in the fifties. They must have had some money because those cameras weren't cheap. But no. <laughs> but uh, it it. it like the innocence and then the tragedy and the but I'm still here kind of thing. It was, mm-hmm. it was it's a nice juxtaposition to to be like, you know, all of us kind of start here and nobody is this person to begin with. So how does this happen to a human being? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Did nobody shocked that he became a drug addict once he talks about his life, to be honest with you. It's like, well, what choice did he really have? Yeah. You got to cope some way with all this craziness. Right. And I I really like Marty not like hiding that he's coaxing him in a lot mm-hmm. of these stories because when he's telling the the last story about his the last time he talked to his dad. Mm-hmm. And Marty's like, "Hey, can can we pause for a second? Hey, you you told me this story on a plane and when you told me on the plane you were like sadder." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that was interesting. They left a couple of the um, editorial notes in yeah. and, you know, that honest and forthcoming, I guess. What yeah, if was... they just actually forgot and skimmed through it and we're all <laughs> like, I like how they left it in and added. They're just like, <laughs> we forgot. <laughs> we missed it. <laughs> mm. <sighs> yeah. I'll say also one when I was looking up this movie, I uh 
brought up the American Express commercial first. <laughs> the Martin Scorsese American Express commercial. And I'd forgotten about that. It's a good one. Like, where's the drama? That's a good commercial. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, there's there's no more notes for me, gentlemen. I don't know about y'all. I, I don't think I really have any either. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if we talk much more about it, we'll tell all the stories and, you know, it, yeah, it, it, it's worth somebody sitting down and watching it. So absolutely. Yeah, and there's also no point to having a podcast episode as long as it's short. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or is I, there? There might be. Who knows? <laughs> um. Yeah, so so yeah, no notes for me. So I guess we'll uh, go ahead and jump into our worsty judgments. Wait, it's not in the National Film Registry. <laughs> I mean, it premiered at the New York Film Festival, so but it is on Criterion Collection. Yes, and this is the last of the Scorsese shorts we have to cover. Okay, now for our worsty judgments. <laughs> Trav, mm-hmm. where does this sit in your Scorsese rankings? Oh, man. Well, obviously, you know, I'm not going to rank it up against movies or anything like that. But right. um, like I said, it's probably the best non-movie Scorsese thing I've seen, even though it wasn't as wholesome as his parents. <laughs> um, the stories just, you know, brought me in a little bit more because... Right. Uh, I don't know, man. You know, I'm addicted to listening to people's tragedies, I guess, you know, as <laughs> fucked up as that sounds. And this guy's got a ton of them. You know what I mean? I can't imagine being a child and seeing another child electrocuted to death. You know what I mean? I feel like that would that would do some damage to you. So, um, right. yeah, he, the dude's got crazy, crazy stories. And, uh, yeah, they, they pulled me in. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right, Zach, where would this sit on your Scorsese rankings. Yeah, I'm looking at my letterbox list, and I guess it'd be like number four, even including all the movies. Number four. Uh, you got Taxi Driver, Main Streets, Woodstock, and then this, because it really is entertaining, and I think it works really nice as a pair with Italian-American, one word, because it's like, this is Marty's life. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, in context of this podcast and everything, it's like seeing him in different ways and, and the com- telling the complete story through his friends. And like, this is the kind of people he's around, <laughs> but it also specifically made me more interested about Stephen Prince. Um, I'm going to try to find that article that you read. I'll, and I'll send, I'll send it to you when we're done. Thank here. you. So it, it is, it's crazy that, I mean, like this came out and then he disappeared. So, and you said, right, right before when were the Hollywood, uh, was it Wonderland murders? Wonder, Wonderland. Oh, uh, eighty-one. Hmm. That sound right? Eighty-four. Uh, 19, July first, nineteen eighty-one. Nineteen eighty-one. Okay. Look at that! I was right on the money. Nice. There you go. I honestly don't know much about him, so I'm going to look about that too. I I mostly know about him because of the movie that Val Kilmer was in right, called yep, Wonderland. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, great movie! Uh, yeah, it was really good. He plays Val John Kilmer's Holmes massively massively underrated always has been mm-hmm. all right okay. and i guess i'll yeah, so answer the Paul, question yes <laughs> um yeah this is this is really high for me too i have it at three i mean, I, I didn't rank woodstock or it'd probably be at number four just because i'm only specifically ranking what he directed oh yeah i mean not saying oh. not saying you 
anyone else has to do what I'm doing. No, I'm no, like, that's exactly what he's saying, Zach. Yeah, that's, uh, shame <laughs> on you. <laughs> I forgot to rank uh, Last Waltz on here, so I guess this would be at my number five. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I have Taxi Driver, Last Waltz, and then I, I think this is my number three. I, yeah. It's so enthralling. I mean, so enthralling, in fact, that uh, I had to pause it at one point to help my boys with something and that's when i looked up the article and i i missed the story about the uh the the heroin overdose the pulp fiction story because i was so busy reading the article right so i was like i need to put the article down finish this so like this this guy had me so intrigued by him that i needed to learn more yeah uh so that's i just think this is so interesting and it's free on youtube everybody go watch it on youtube it's Mm -hmm. 55 minutes it's incredible and yeah i ain't on top of that 55 10 of that 55 is scorsese talking about film you know before we even start so (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um anything else go watch this don't Don't do drugs though it doesn't (laughs) even if it even if it'd get you good stories, it's yeah, not don't worth do it. drugs and brush your teeth. Fair. Although he's got a child now, maybe he's doing fine. Hold on, this was his first child. I don't know. I, it's his I don't first know. child, oh, but okay. he's got a baby. But it was the only child they mentioned in the article. Imagine having your first child at seventy. It no. honestly so crazy. It sounds like it would happen to him though, just based on the stories <laughs> I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's wrap this up. And Trav, you want to let people know where they can find you on the socials media that's right now what if i was to just say no <laughs> i remain a mit- we, i'm a disappear like stephen prince and just I mean, we've, bow we've, out. we've had guests we'd be like hey what people follow you on social media they're no yeah uh, <laughs> okay. uh, it was like that last week um but yeah no you can find me personally at zk audio you can find me on the Instagram, you can find me on the Twitter at T-R-A-V-I-O-S-C-K, where you can also find me on Letterboxd, where I am reviewing and rating all my favorite films. You can listen to me every single Tuesday on Level Now with Benjamin Banks on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart. If it's up there, we're on it. And, mm. uh, yeah, where are we going to find you at, Mr. McCoy? Uh, you can find me on Critiker, Zach Master, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, TikTok, House Havoc, or Letterboxd, search by my name, Mr. Workman. You can follow me at Father of the Fear across all platforms of Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd, where I keep a running tally of all the films I have watched. And this week, I watched, I rewatched the Lego movie. Yes. Which is kind of a perfect film. And so good. I don't think anything else has ever captured that kind of manic energy the way that that film has done. No, no right. they've tried. People have tried. <laughs> oh, they have tried, but lightning mm. in a bottle. All Lego, I, I, exactly. all Lego movies are good. Yeah, I, all Lego I video even, games are good. Yeah, I, I don't even think Lego Movie Two quite hits the mark that this one hit. It's such a precise formula. Anyway, what are we watching next week, Zach? Next week we are watching. <laughs> The Raging Bull, not the, just Raging Bull. I put, no, the <laughs> Raging Bull, which you can stream on Hulu with a premium subscription, Sling TV, Fubo TV, Amazon Prime, all these premium subscriptions, Showtime, anytime, uh, YouTube, Google Play, uh, you gotta pay, play. You gotta pay to play this. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, yeah, but you either got to have premium subscriptions or uh, box sets or, you know, something. I got the Blu-ray, so that's where I'm going to be watching. Show off. Mm. <laughs> we would like to thank Trav from our sister podcast, Love Up Benjamin Banks, for producing our show. We would like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We would like to thank Megan and Shane Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Pod and on Facebook at the Oscar podcast don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice five-star review on apple Podcasts or stitcher like i did with the lego movie. <laughs> it really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm for trav and zach i would like for you all to have a damn fine day